0: Oh, it it's good to see some of your old guys. Talish, thanks so much. We'll talk again tomorrow.
1: Sounds good to see you guys.
0: Did I just call him old now, too? And still? Jeez, I'm geez. in trouble. <laughs> Live from the
1: Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is
0: Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Listen closely to this sound. This was recorded on a security camera at a home in suburban Washington, D.C. So this is Fairfax County, Virginia. Yeah, kind of tough to tell there, but that boom or set of booms there, posted to Twitter by a guy who heard the sound of fighter jets that went supersonic working to intercept that plane in the D.C. area where the pilot was unresponsive and had drifted into concerning airspace around the capital. So... You know, when a jet reaches the speed of sound, it creates that sonic boom, yeah. and that was heard all over the D.C. metro as these fighters were scrambled. You don't hear a lot of it, not that there's not aircraft activity. We have training missions and all sorts of things, but Eric, you flew with the Thunderbirds. I flew mm-hmm. with the Blue Angels, and I n- remember when I got up there with my guy, I'm like, hey, let's go. Mach let's 1, do it. Fire away. He's like, I you can't. You can't just do that. Um, for obvious reasons, it freaks people out. It's generally not necessary, even when you're in training, unless you're really out over the airspace where that sort of thing is allowed. But in residential areas, you don't want fighter jets screaming around. Right. And it was really unsettling. So folks took right away to try and explain what was happening. These jets had been scrambled in the D.C. metro to intercept a corporate jet, if you will, it's a twin-engine Cessna. So think of what you would think of of... a number of seats on this jet and it's got two engines on either mm-hmm, side mm-hmm. They're they're really nice uh, abc's andrew dimbert tells us what this was all about
1: the sound was caused by two dc air national guard f-16s that were scrambled from maryland after a cessna business jet entered restricted airspace over the nation's capital around 3 p.m those f-16s going supersonic to catch up with the cessna creating a sonic boom heard in dc and surrounding areas the Capitol and white house were both briefly placed on high alert
0: So on board was a family, the man who owns, uh, runs the Florida-based company where that uh, jet is owned, told the Washington Post it was his daughter, two-year-old granddaughter, her nanny, and the pilot all on the flight. And he said they were returning home to Long Island, New York, after a visit to North Carolina and the home there. So what freaked people out is they were close to their destination there on Long Island. Right. And then all of a sudden the jet turned around what do you think that is? If it was the hypoxia, is it just falling on the steering wheel? Yeah, it immediately reminded me of a story from years ago, a similar situation. These jets can fly high enough where you need to have a pressurized cabin, where just like you when you fly commercial, right, the cabin is pressurized. Yeah. And if that pressurization fails, it can cause what Eric just mentioned, hypoxia. Uh, here, let me give you ABC's Dimbert again on that.
1: Aviation experts say hypoxia may have incapacitated the pilot and those on board. The incident bringing to mind the 1999 crash that killed champion golfer Payne Stewart and five others after the pilots and passengers became unresponsive. That plane was flying from Orlando to Dallas, but crashed when it ran out of fuel over South Dakota.
0: So that is not confirmed, but certainly appears to be the prevailing theory at the moment. Because there is no response from the plane. And no other reason to assume why would this jet have turned around this is a you know a family on board here and right when you can't raise the pilot and i don't know if they were able to make visual but i know in the Payne stewart situation years ago i feel like those fighter jet pilots that intercepted it said we could see the guy we could see the pilot yeah we couldn't raise him no response whatsoever and they assumed that that was happening in fact they I thought i recall in that case they saw there was ice crystals like on the windows uh, or things like that which again would be that indicator so not confirmed yet but that appears to be the theory at the moment again four dead tragically including that two-year-old little girl sports is brought to you by wisconsin harley davidson in oconomowoc your destination dealer if you wanna go and take a ride
2: with me we-
0: So the magic bus is indeed up and running. And we are go for launch. Soft launch, though, if you will, Milwaukee County Transit Connect One operational started service on Sunday with a big dog and pony show scheduled for later today.
1: I'm like I'm charging my
2: phone right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, go charges, oh it's a charger station in right here. Yeah, under all the seats. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. I did not know that. Okay, okay, cool, so, so, cool, so. so, cool.
0: So that's WTMJ's Jason Smith on board the bus, talking with a local traveler who just discovered one of the fancy features, charging stations for your electronic devices. All right, man. Jason Smith live with us in studio this morning. So you rode the bus. I rode the bus.
2: Okay, where do you want to start? So first, I got to say that that bus... It's nice, I mean <laughs> It's a nice bus it's, it's a nice bus, it's spacious it's a, I, I would say it's a, probably a little bit more spacious than a typical bus okay. But um, it, it gets you where you need to go Faster than the typical bus um, Like for example, it told me that I, it would take 40 minutes to get um, to Hawley and Blue Mile On the typical bus okay. It took me only 16 minutes on the, on the BRT on the magic bus, on, on, the, connect, up, yeah, you know, on the magic bus, was it quieter? It was definitely quieter because so you were on one less, of the electric ones. Yeah, on the electric yep. bus. Yeah, because I rode on one of the electric. I, at first, a, a normal bus pulled up, but I was like, "Oh no, nah, I need, I have
0: to." <laughs> no, nah, I not get on that bus. Not if get I do on, on the bus. Connect
2: One bus, then what am I doing? Right. So I got on the Connect One bus. It was less people. So it was only about three, four people on there. But the first dude I caught was charging his phone, and that was the most. That was um the big thing for me because I just did not know. I mean, I even spoke to a couple travelers who weren't from here, but somehow knew about the BRT, um, and I found out through Reddit. See, that part was interesting
0: to me that, uh, and again, I've teased the magic bus because I think some of the outlandish promises You made want about,
3: it to fail. I don't
0: want it to fail. I just, I don't think it's going to do all the things that they say it's going to do, but... If it definitely helps with people who are in the community who are visiting us, it makes their transit, their commute easier. Um, then I'm for that part, and it seems like
2: it did for these folks. No, it definitely did. Because um, th- he literally said he told me if he would have took a normal bus, he would not have been able to get to work quick enough. Right. So he's happy that he took that bus, and he just found the the man I talked to about the charging station had just found out about it 20 minutes before he hopped on because it was free. It's free for the next four months, so right. he like, oh, what? Well, I can get to work quicker, and I can get there free. I mean, but we'll see how how it goes. This is a soft launch. Does it take work to get on it? As far as like an app or anything like that? Or so no? each so each station, they're not normal bus stops. They're like stations. You can't miss it. All glass, and it the has kiosk. A, and yeah, yeah, and it has a big ATM-like machine where you can purchase your tickets. And, and and that's where you buy the ticket, and or you get the Umo, the Umo app. Yeah, right. Yeah. So do you need to get a ticket now because it's free, or oh, you just walk wow. on? You the just thing. walk right on right now. I got. Um, they walk out and you just walk right on. I was confused about that at first, but yeah, when they pulled up, I just walked on. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Were they nice? Were they friendly? Oh yeah, The yeah, bus <laughs> driver spoke to me. It was a. Co- it was only a couple people in there. I mean, nobody. Okay, said used no. to that.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come okay. on. Come on. It's the first day.
0: Jeez.
2: Yeah, it was definitely only a couple people. But the other the other bus was definitely more packed.
0: So anything else to you? Because you're in these dedicated lanes, and that's been the other criticism I've had of that, is you're taking lanes out of traffic on very busy spots already, Wisconsin and Blue Mound Road. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're leaving it. That's going to be largely empty, but for when the bus goes on through. So you notice any difference there or are people are, are people staying out of those lanes see
2: it's crazy because like i when i first saw those lanes i was wondering what are these like it said bus only but I, I didn't know what it what it was but yeah people actually are staying out of the lanes some people some people still <laughs> some people still driving in that yeah, lane that especially happen. they trying to turn right um they're gonna hop in that, yeah. that that bus only lane but i mean it's supposed to help but it does like it is it compacts the road yeah. a little bit, more so, narrow. Yeah, yeah. So traffic might be a little bit of a problem. We got the <laughs> list of dignitaries set for the
3: yeah. So there's the a big pony ribbon today. cutting, if you will, today at 10 a. So the MCTS president will be there. County Executive David Crowley, the Mayor Kevlar Johnson, Gwendolyn Moore, the Congressman will be there. The oh, Lieutenant man. Governor, the TOSA Mayor, and the list goes on. Oh up. man, tons of people. <laughs>
0: So, Have you yeah. had your filler? Do you want to go out to that today too? I for mean, us? I'll go out to that today too. <laughs> yeah. See what see what that's looking yeah. like. I
2: mean, man, transportation secretary will be there, so all kinds of people. So this must be really about to really help the city. If, if. That's,
3: that's right, Jason, that's exactly easy. what it's <laughs> going to do.
0: That's what they say. WTMJ is Jason Smith. Hey, thanks for your work yesterday. Busy weekend for you. Seven twenty-seven. So my two daughters are the only kids in America who didn't go to Taylor Swift um, <laughs> oh my in God. Chicago this weekend. You're horrible,
3: shows. horrible parent. I
0: am the worst. Actually, they were they were looking around. So we tried, you know, when the the tickets for Taylor Swift's huge tour went on sale and and broke Ticketmaster yeah, and so did, did all those we, things. Man. We tried, you yeah. know, because our girls are fans and they're teenagers, and that mm-hmm. would have been a, it would have been a, a reach even at face value. But okay, and you know, we didn't get tickets. Some of their friends did. So. We, we knew that there would be some social media traffic. (laughs) And then Swifties. (laughs) So we told them, my wife really told them like, okay, look around, you know, tickets generally go down in price closer. It gets to the thing. Look around on Friday, how that plays out. And if it looks like tickets are going for not that much right before showtime. So we have examples of that,
3: right? So Pancake has done that where he's seen a show you've gotten tickets right, right after the first song plays. You're about to make me give up my big secret right now. Ah, No, it's good. It's the philosophy, right? So when you, I call it the bagel store always runs out of bagels. When you go to a bagel store right before it closes and they have a bunch of bagels, like, we got to get rid of them. What are we going to do? Throw them out? So you go and they give you a bunch of bagels. Works with donuts, too. Also works with concert tickets. If you can wait. Right when the show starts, maybe you're hovering around the arena. Check those ticket prices. Right when that show begins, right when the headliner gets on stage, see what they. I mean, they got to get rid of the tickets. So he saved money doing it. How much money could you have saved had you done that?
0: My girls were tracking on Friday night for okay, right up till showtime. What are tickets going for? The lower price, the dramatically lower price, was like seven hundred per. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, like, well, it was better than a thousand. What if you want to just catch the encore? Right, right? So like, three hundred bones. And they're looking at me like with that. I'm like, uh, that's a no, that's a no on that one. So An expensive bagel, right? Sometimes no is okay. Brewers three sixty is up next with Sophia Minner. Time for an
1: update from the
0: Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Adrian Hauser pitched seven strong innings, and Andrew Monasterio hit his first career home run, helping lead the Brewers to the 5-1 victory Sunday afternoon against Cincinnati. The Brewers are now winners of three straight and five of their last seven games. Milwaukee will look to add to the win column against the Reds tonight. First pitch is set for 6-10. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited and Brewers broadcaster Sophia Minert, our guest on Monday mornings. Good morning, Sophia. Good morning. How are you guys? Uh, we're pretty good, actually. I'm gl- glad to have a chance for a sweep today. I was looking at your Twitter feed the other day and it took you two full tweets in a thread just to give the Brewers injury update. But on this trip and on this roadie, we've had Again, some new names that we have to learn, but g- young people or new people stepping up.
4: Yeah, I think that's been the story of this team um, all season. And obviously, you don't want like, this volume of injuries to pile up like it has, really going back to opening day. But um, it creates opportunities for, for other players. And we've had some great stories um, with, with players coming up and contributing in, in really impactful ways um, and they're going to be counted on to continue contributing um, I think you know yesterday was a great example of that of four of the players in the starting lineup started the season with triple a um, and yet here they are you know they're they're all in the same lineup and and they're being counted on so I think we have definitely seen a lot of that this season
0: Sophia, you had a front row seat to Andrew Monasterio yesterday hitting that that first career home run. You had a fun video uh, there on Twitter. Him going to the dugout, getting the cheesehead, and kind of being ignored, uh, per usual yes. uh, with his teammates. How was that moment like for you, uh, witnessing that firsthand?
4: Yeah, it's fun. You know, I think like this team. I think despite everything that they've had to go through to the up to this point, they've they've still found ways to have fun every day. And you know, I think he's such a, a likable kid. He's got great energy. He's always smiling. I mean, it's his first week in the big leagues. Every, every day is like a dream for him. You know, he's truly that guy that is just happy to be here. And he's playing really well. Um, he's having great at-bats. Yesterday was a great moment for him. The three-run homer, you know, right away gives him a huge lead. And, uh, yeah, his, his teammates had some fun with it, give him the silent treatment in the dugout. Um, and then, of course, they've got the great reaction at the end.
3: Did you catch the Zach Brown Band on Friday?
4: I did, yes. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was it was Lou Gehrig Day um, across Major League Baseball, and so the Reds had invited Zach Brown Band for a postgame concert. One of the members of their band, um, unfortunately, has ALS. And so um, it was uh, like a charity concert, and it was sold out. They had more than 44,000 people there at Great American Ballpark. It was their largest crowd for a regular season game. Um, And they put on a great show. Uh, They played for over an hour, so it was a lot of fun.
3: So Vince was trying to get Taylor Swift tickets at Soldier Field this past weekend. How much would you pay for a ticket to see Taylor Swift?
4: I was very lucky. I actually got to see her in Arizona. When we were in spring training. Um, Yeah, so I did pay, um, and I would 100% go again. Um, I don't think it'll probably work out with our schedule, but... I had a lot of FOMO of everyone in Chicago <laughs> this weekend that got to go to the concert. Cause I just love hearing when people get to go and what they think of it. And it's, it really is. It's an amazing, amazing show. Even if you're not a big fan of hers, um, it's, it's really quite a production.
0: Sophia, dad here was faced with 700 per <laughs> for two girls. Oh, so I like I
4: get it. I don't, i sorry. Envy, I was out on that. I don't envy <laughs> anybody. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. It's, Trust me, it's uh, it's insane, but um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't feel for you being in that spot.
0: <laughs> Sophia Minert with us on Monday mornings. Thanks, Sophia. Hope we bring home the sweep.
4: All right, thanks for the time.
0: Mark Tauscher with us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Ready.
1: Hut, hut. Idea man. We got invited to a wedding this weekend. Innovative. We have baseball in Jamesville, and I am the coach of the team. The schedule comes out, and we play at three thirty and at six <laughs> thirty. Saturday night. And Packers Hall of Famer. come um, in my, in my ballpark uniform. <laughs> Sweet Caroline, hit my YMCA, and then hit the road. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin
0: Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your Southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I just uh, just listening to that clip, so I did uh, I did decide to skip the second game. I did not do the six thirty wow. game in Janesville, and I ended up driving out to Spring Green for the wedding. And you know, one of the things as you get older that you learn is that showing up for people is the most important thing. And man, I felt really good about getting out to that wedding, dancing a little bit. Uh, eating a donut and heading home. So that was a lesson learned after talking, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, even though it's tough when you're coaching a baseball team to miss a game.
3: Good for you, man. That's that's a tough decision to make, but I think you made the right one. A lot of
0: folks were responding to that after you uh, got off the line last week. Tell us, I saw like, that. Hey, tell tell Mark he's got to do the important things in life.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, so... There, I think everybody at a certain age starts dealing with this when, you know, your kids start getting to a certain age. You don't want to miss anything, but there's also the other part of life that, you know, you can't just all be all in all the time. You have to really kind of make decisions and... Uh, sometimes you get caught up in things and, and you neglect other things and relationships with other people. So this was a good reminder, uh, mainly by my wife uh, is kind of how we looked at it. So when she started saying, is this really, uh, it, it wasn't even, it was pool play for everybody. I know Eric, you, you oh, know, yeah. Little League baseball. Oh, yeah. It's not even now, if it was a single elimination and we were going to get knocked out, uh, maybe I do this differently, but, it was pool play, so once I heard that, that kind of got my mind. All right, yeah, I think we're right. It's it was the right move, and and again, man, it when you get there and you see everybody and it, you you met, you haven't seen people in a long time, uh, it reaffirmed that that was the right decision for me.
0: Tosh, I saw a few of your old teammates this weekend. I was in the Vince Lombardi Golf Classic, raising money for the Lombardi Cancer Foundation. Uh, Darren college, two Tony gloves, Mall. double
1: <laughs> glove, Vinny or not.
0: No, no, I don't know where you ever got that. No two gloves for me. I don't either. <laughs> college, Mall, and uh, Jason Spitz, also known as Three Fat Guys Winery, were all there. Yep. Well, I think actually um, College couldn't make it, but Tony uh, was there. Yeah, Tony was there, and uh, Jason was there, and they were talking about this winery operation that they've got. <laughs> Three old They call it Three Fat Guys Wine.
1: Yeah, and ironically, two of the guys I haven't seen Tony in a while. But Jason Spitz is not a fat guy anymore. Nope. He's a skinny guy. Tony so still fits the bill a bit. Re- Boy, that's nice of you, Vinny. No, I mean,
0: <laughs> let me rephrase. <laughs> Tony, he's fine. He's healthy. Yeah,
1: let me hear you rephrase. I actually want to hear you rephrase. No, those guys uh, started that a while ago. And Tony, Tony Maul uh, was a great teammate. And he was one of those guys that just always had these monster dreams. And he always told us that this is what he was going to do. He ended up getting into insurance after he got done playing. And you could tell every time I talked to him, it would be, "Eh, I don't know if this is what I really want to do. And then he just kept pushing, and now he is Mr. Sonoma. So anyone that ever goes out to Napa and Sonoma, uh, that place along with Hamill Family Wines, there's some – it's a great trip out. Sonoma's actually better than Napa. Don't at me about that. If you've spent time in Sonoma, their downtown and their little uh, central square, better than what Napa is. You
0: know, it's funny, the collision course with, you know, like the old school NFL, you wouldn't think of guys being wine drinkers or wine connoisseurs. I, you know, when I was out at Super Bowl forty-five, I remember Dick Vermeil former head coach had a launch event for his wine brand. And I remember putting it to coach, I'm like, coach, you know, this doesn't feel like, you know, old NFL beer drinking, whatever. He's like, man, things have changed. Guys are into this.
1: Yeah. And you see that now with, uh, you know, different fighters getting liquors and bourbons. And I think people have just gotten a more, uh, sophisticated palette. Give me a Coors Light and I'm going to be pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It was good to see some of your old guys. Tausch, thanks so much. We'll talk again tomorrow.
1: Sounds good to see you guys.
0: Did I just call him old now, too? And still, I'm in trouble. Coming up, news sponsored by Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Retire well with Here Hear the business headlines for the Milwaukee Business Journal's Rich Kirchin.
1: Giannis Kumpo and his brothers already do business in soccer and baseball franchises and a store at the Athens airport. Now they're naming their company Anti-Incorporated. The Associated Bank River Center in downtown Milwaukee leases one floor to the Republican National Committee. It's going to house the staff for the 2024 convention. Elizabeth Eline of Uline Incorporated joins Forbes' list of America's richest self-made women. Continuing on the list are Diane Hendricks of ABC Supply in Beloit and Judy Faulkner of Madison's Epic Systems. I'm Rich Kirchner with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.